This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010 is only weeks away. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. It's the trade show where affiliates attend for free, but only if you register now. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. AFCON 2010 will feature two epic keynotes featuring New York Times bestselling author and social media expert, Joel Kong, and the man they call shoe money, Jeremy Shoemaker. AFCON 2010 is proud to feature two days of non-stop sessions, as well as a plethora of premium professional development sessions on Wednesday, June 23rd from Search Engine Strategies, ClicksMarketing.com, SiteTuners.com, and more. AFCON 2010 will also feature two blockbuster nights of nighttime networking with WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate badge and the PMG Superstar Affiliate Party. Register right now and join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that will be at AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON. 2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Welcome back for another episode of PPC Rockstars. I have with me uh, my, my longtime friend, uh, Robert Brady. Welcome, Robert. Hey, glad to be on the show, David. Glad to have you. And uh, this is your first time on the show, and we're going to cover a topic that I don't believe we've covered before, uh, and that is uh, PPC for small businesses. Many of the listeners are small business people, uh, actually not small people, but small business people. And um, uh, a lot of times... PPC can seem a little intimidating or at least uh, so expensive that it's out of reach, but that's not at all the case. And um, Robert's got some good insight into what uh, small business owners should do to kind of ease into it rather than jump into it and and risk uh, losing a lot of money. So, uh, Robert, I'm going to let you go ahead and start. Yeah, one of the things that you know I've seen time and time again working with a lot of smaller businesses is that um, they love the idea of, of PPC. They think it's great that they could reach people at the exact moment when they're searching for something. Um, but there's a little bit of trepidation because they see the, uh, you know, how large Google is. They see how many searches are being run. Uh, a lot of times they've had a bad experience when they tried it the first time. And they've just, you know, they put a bunch of money into it and they just didn't really get the results that they were looking for. And so one of the things is that, you know, Google's business is built on being able to take advertising money. And so, you know, they're really good at it. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the things that uh, Google has set by default are just really 
um, not optimized for a small business that's operating on a little bit smaller budget. Good point. And so, you know, one of the things uh, that if, if, if you want to compete in, in the pay-per-click world, it's not necessarily just a matter of having the highest bid strategies that businesses can use to compete with the, uh, the Goliaths in the industry. Uh, probably one of my favorites is uh, just the idea of geo-targeting. Good point. And in, some, in a lot of cases, the uh, a small business person is, is only addressing uh, a, a small portion of the market or the, a small portion of the planet. Uh, so how, how about some tips about geo-targeting for small business? Well, the first thing to realize when you go into your account is that by default, Google is going to set your account to run in the country that you set the account up in. And so if, if you know if you set the account up in the United States, by default your ads are going to be showing all over the country. Uh, and so if you're a if you're a smaller business, say you only serve the kind of the greater, you know, the greater Seattle metro area, if that's all that you work, if if you can only service that area, uh, one of the first things that you're going to want to do is go into your your campaign settings, um, find those find those location uh, settings and limit that down so that you're only serving um, your ads in the area that you can actually serve those customers. Good point. And I, I believe uh, a lot of people don't realize, well, actually, number one, uh, what you said that um, by default, I think in the U.S. now that uh, Google just recently made a uh, slight change that probably increased their revenue quite a bit, which was uh, instead of defaulting only to, to the United States, new campaigns default to both the United States and Canada. So uh, uh, that, uh, that, by the way, that doesn't affect old campaigns. It just accept, uh, affects new ones that are set up. But uh, uh, probably uh, some of the small business owners uh, don't realize how specifically they can target with geotargeting. In other words, um, uh, they can target uh, as, as small as a city, uh, for example, or a radius around a city, but uh, why don't you talk about some of the options that are available for geotargeting very small areas? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's the option where you can target it state by state or um, you can even choose. But, but Google has the option where you can actually choose like a city. You can say like the Seattle metro area and it will include not only Seattle but a lot of the, uh, a lot of the surrounding cities as well. Um, but you can actually get it all the way down to where you can go through a list and just handpick the cities that that you want to serve those ads to. Um, there's, if, you know, as you get more and more granular, you just pick the the specific cities. And, and somewhat more of an advanced technique is that if you're creating um, different campaigns for each of each of those cities, you can actually customize your ad text so that, you know, the ad that you're showing in Bellevue, you can actually use that in the ad copy so that, um, your title can be like, uh, you know, lawyer in Bellevue, so that when someone's running a search, uh, Google identifies them as being in that area, they'll actually see an ad that says the city which they're in. And, you know, just from a user perspective, that's going to get you the click because it shows that you're the guy that's relevant to that specific area and not just some national player that, you know, serves everywhere and, you know, they can also help you too. Very, very good point. Um, I, I also like the the trick of uh, geotargeting by by drawing an irregular polygon. 
So that that is, um, let's say you want to geotarget uh, an area of a city, but you don't want to target the entire city, just uh, a certain neighborhood. You can actually draw uh, a polygon, uh, a figure with uh, many, many different sides if you want, uh, that encompasses just the area you want to target, and only people within that area will see your ads, right? And that's a, that's especially beneficial if you live in a uh, in an area where the the geography has kind of caused the urban the urban growth to be a little bit irregular. Um, kind of here where I'm at in Utah, the growth tends to follow Interstate 15 right along the mountains, and, exactly. and so yeah, you just basically want to draw a big long rectangle. To, to capture the areas around here because there's not a lot of spread side to side. It's mostly north to south. Good point. Hey, let's switch gears. Um, you have some ideas for uh, what smaller advertisers can do despite the fact that they have a relatively small budget. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, that a small business can do is that they really need to understand, like, okay, you're not going to be able to go after those those huge generic you know generic keywords where there's a lot of competition. Um, those are probably not going to be profitable uh, when you're on a small budget. Um, however, one of the things that you can do is you can under you know once you the first thing you're going to want to do is know what's what's a conversion worth to you. Um, you need to look at your business from a holistic sense of you know, what's the average customer's lifetime value? Um, how much of that lifetime value are you dedicating to new customer acquisition? So that you can know up front, like, okay, I'm willing to pay X number of dollars for a new customer. And so you need to understand, like, that's how much you'll pay for a new customer. And then looking at it, if, if your site's doing lead generation, um, you need to say, like, okay, how many leads does it take to get one new customer? Are you closing 20% of your leads? You know, in that case, you're going to need to take that, um, whatever your cost you're willing to pay for a new customer, divide by five, and that's kind of the, the cost per lead that you're shooting for. And, then, and once, once you've established that, it'll really help you know, like, okay, this is what I'm willing to pay, and then you can base a lot of your PPC decisions on that metric so that you can ensure that you're being profitable with all of your efforts. That's great advice so that, that, and addresses a point that's frequently bewildering to new advertisers, which is uh, how should I budget and how should I price my uh, – um, how much should I say I'm willing to pay per click? I think a lot of advertisers believe that there's some kind of absolute numbers out there for budget and for – what they need to pay for a click, and they don't realize that it's it's totally within their control to specify a budget, and, uh, a spend budget, and to say I don't want to pay more than this amount per click. And as you just pointed out, that should be based on uh, profitability um, calculations, if possible, but at the very least, a profitability um, estimate that's that's conservative. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and once once you figure out what those numbers are. Um, as as you work with your with your PPC accounts, what you'll end up finding is that there are some keywords that convert really well to even you know even if it's lead gen that there'll be certain certain keywords actually convert to closed business at a lot higher rates. And when you find those those top performers, then you can you know that like okay one of two leads from this keyword are going to convert to closed business. Then you can afford to bid more and be a little bit more competitive on those terms. 
you'll also find keywords that don't convert very well. And on those ones, you know, you kind of need to ratchet back on the spend because they're not going to convert as well for you. That's right. Hey, um, Robert, we've got to cut away for words from our sponsors. Um, listeners, hold on. We're coming back with more information for uh, the, the small or thrifty AdWords or PPC campaign manager. Come on back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. How would you like to not ever have to deal with a gatekeeper again? Can't find the direct contact for the decision maker? Stop calling the main directory. Because now there's Lead Researcher from eGrabber, the one-stop source for finding contact information online. eGrabber finds email addresses or lets you find people with their email address. Just look up a company name and eGrabber gives you a complete list of names, IDs, email addresses, and phone numbers that you need fast. Think of the time that you'll save with Lead Researcher. Learn more about Lead Researcher at www.egrabber.com slash WMR. That's egrabber.com slash WMR. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Robert Brady, who is owner-operator of Righteous Marketing, based in beautiful Provo, Utah. Uh, Robert, um, let's see. I, I, you, you're on a roll. I want to let you keep going. And it uh, sounds like um, you were starting to get into... Uh, a discussion about long tail versus uh, non long tail keywords and and their significance to uh, smaller advertisers. Yeah, definitely. Because what what you know when when a big when a big company sets up an account, one of the things that they immediately go after are kind of those I, I've heard them called vanity terms, but they're the the real generic keywords in an industry that. Um, everybody wants to show up for because there's there's just tons of search volume, and so it kind of becomes this feeding frenzy, and it's uh, really tough for a, a small business to attack, you know, to to compete in that type of uh, that type of situation. And so one of the things that that really is going to help 
uh, a small business is to target more effectively with their keywords. And first off, there's obviously the, you know, the keyword match type is going to be important. Um, going for more of the phrase or exact match terms so that you kind of are shrinking the, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of honing in your, your targeting to the terms that you know are going to work for you. Um, and then finding variations of those keywords that are, are highly specific. Uh, and this ties in a little bit to the geo-targeting, um, but one of the best ways to do that is to um, search users are getting smarter and smarter all the time. And so not only do they often search, you know, and Google is trying to show them lo more local results based on their IP addresses, um, but a lot of search users actually will include geographic words into their search strings. Uh, so instead of just typing in, you know, plumber and relying on Google to show them, you know, 10 plumbers in their area, they'll actually insert um, like state names or city names. So they'll actually be, they, they'll search terms like Provo plumber or Salt Lake plumber. Um, and so while your geo-targeting is, is, tar is also helping you to reach customers that are searching in your geographic vicinity, um, actually adding those long tail keywords where you've added a kind of a qualifier like a state or a city name can really help you to um, get clicks that are a lot are a lot more affordable because they're a lot more targeted. Um, kind of one of my my hobby projects my is uh, my dad work my dad raises uh, grass fed beef up in Idaho, and uh, I do a little bit little bit for him. He's on a real small budget. Um, but for him, you know, he's targeting just just a couple of terms that are highly specific, like Idaho grass-fed beef and you know grass-fed beef in Idaho. And these terms, he's able to get. You know, obviously, he he does have the benefit that not a lot of farmers are doing PPC, so it's not super amounts of competition. Um, but in his market, you know, there are some pretty big nationwide players that ship a lot of a lot of beef across the country. Companies like Omaha Steaks. Um, but he's able to, to you know, show up right there in the search results with them because he's bidding uh, in a small geographic area. He's using those, those long tail keywords. And so without having to spend a lot of money, he's able to put himself in the same consideration set as, you know, really big companies like Omaha Steaks. Good point. Excellent point. And that's a, that's a good example. I think a lot of uh, advertisers who don't have big budgets don't realize that they can be right there with the big boys. And actually, it's nice because, you know, just having your name listed alongside of them, you almost kind of get this credibility by association just because you're showing up in the same places. Good point. Excellent point. Hey, Robert, uh, let's segue into a, a, a slightly different topic, which is um, the opportunity that exists for uh, smaller advertisers outside of the search engines, outside of Google. Uh, what, what, what opportunities are there that you can think of? Um, just a huge one that, that I've been working with quite a bit recently is, is Facebook's platform. I mean, everyone talks, you know, kind of the, the big controversy right now has been all about their, their privacy uh, snafu that they've had. But, um, you know, Facebook's got over 300 million people in their system now. Uh, these people give quite a bit of information in their profiles. Uh, and Facebook is is developing a platform that has has some really good really good targeting options. Um, just kind of another example of something I was doing doing for my dad's beef site. 
is, you know, obviously there's not a whole lot of people in Idaho. It's a pretty s- small state as far as population goes. Uh, and so, you know, we we're focusing a little bit. We we're doing some geotargeting with them. Um, one of the things that you can do with Facebook on geotargeting is you just say a city and then how many miles uh, a radius around that city that you want. So we were picking two or three of the bigger cities that we we can we can deliver to, uh, and you know initially as you're building your your ad campaign in Facebook, they have this really cool widget that'll actually show you how many people they think are relevant for that ad that you with the targeting you've set. And so as you go through and you say you know English, you can say how old you want them to be, you know male or female, the cities that you want to target. Um, and then you can pick keywords. So like if, uh, if a user has put something in their profile mentioning the keyword, um, it'll show the ads to them. And so we were going through and really, I mean, it starts out with like hundreds of millions when you just are on the defaults. Uh, and then as we, were, as we targeted it down, one of the things we noticed is that uh, a lot of our customers tend to be people who homeschool their kids. Uh, that's just something that we had observed anecdotally. Uh, as we talk to customers, and so we were targeting keywords like you know homeschool, homeschooling, homeschoolers, uh, and we we built a campaign where we weeded it all the way down to just 840 people wow. within like probably 300 miles. There was only like 840 people that qualified. I mean, it's one of those things where you narrow it down so much that you almost wonder if it's going to be effective. Um, but we ran it, uh, you know. One of the best things when you're when you're targeting that specifically is uh, you don't have to pay a lot, and so on. You know, a campaign that ran for you know just a few days didn't spend over fifty dollars. Uh, he got two or three leads out of it, uh, and so one or two of those, and he'll easily recoup you know recoup the money he made. And uh, if he can keep these people continuously making purchases, you know the lifetime value is going to far exceed what he you know what he paid to get him. That's that's a really good point, and it reminds me that um, you know switching gears back to AdWords for a second, geo targeting with AdWords uh, on using content targeting or using ads on the content network will allow the uh, local business person to place ads only on local websites or only on websites that are viewed by uh, local people. So it's 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 almost a way to uh, to do even better than the yellow pages, uh, having local ads appear on. Uh, sites that are sponsored by the local newspaper, the local TV station, the local radio station, etc. And then uh, back to Facebook, um, one of my favorite aspects of Facebook is that uh, after a campaign has been running for a while, uh, it's possible to run a report that shows for all the people that have clicked on the ad uh, the breakdown of favorite uh, TV shows, favorite books, favorite hobbies, so that um, after running a targeted campaign, you can get even more targeted by discovering, as you did with your with your dad's campaigns, uh, some kind of overlap with a, with an entirely different interest, where you can target that different interest and associate it with your with your product or service. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It allows you, and you know, for us, kind of with that that homeschool campaign we were looking at, you know, we are looking at the reports and and, and finding those, I guess. You know, because we had narrowed it down so tightly, um, looking at that report, finding the common interests that they have is actually allowing us to broaden out with our with our next effort. Because you know, 
while homeschooling is a pretty small group, some of those common interests that we're that we're finding are are actually bigger groups and will actually allow us to target more people. Good point. Hey, Robert, we've got a breakaway for sponsor messages. Um, listeners, please stay with us. We're coming right back with Robert Brady. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (coughs) Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back. Robert, we've got to uh, kind of rush to the close now. Appreciate all those great tips. And um, I I wish you best of luck with your consultancy, Righteous Marketing. All right. Yeah, thanks. And if anyone uh, wants... If anyone wants to get in touch with me, just send me an email. It's just robert at righteousmarketing.com. Super. And where am I going to see you next? What shows are you going to be attending? <laughs> well, right now, um, I'm hoping to make it again to uh, PubCon in Las Vegas. I guess that's coming up here in November, but uh, I don't have anything real. I'm kind of taking it easy this summer, kind of being a little bit lazy in that regard. Lazy and building a business. I love it. Okay. <laughs> The weather's thanks so again. nice outside. Absolutely. Hey, thanks again, Robert. Uh, take care. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. And take care, listeners. See you next week on PPC Rockstars. Stars.